Today I'm talking to Allie Nyquist, wife to BMX legend Ryan Nyquist. Ryan began competing professionally in 1995, first participating in the X Games in 1996. Since then, Ryan has won 16 X Games medals, 39 X Games competition starts, and 60 Dew Tour finals appearances, the most of all time. Allie and I discuss the challenges of building a life with Ryan's never-ending career, pursuing your own goals, and making sure to always laugh along the way. Join me in going behind the scenes with Allie Nyquist. Hey everyone, this is Emily Haran, and today we are going behind the scenes with Allie Nyquist. Welcome, Allie. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm stoked to be here. Thanks for joining. I'm very excited. I think a great place to start is why don't you start off by telling us what your husband Ryan does for a living or what his career has been like? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Um, Well, he has been in the BMX industry um, forever, really. I mean, I think he turned pro in 1997, which was long time ago, um, <laughs> almost 30 years, which is crazy. And he was a professional athlete competing for a very long time, both in dirt and park. And I think he even spent a little time in vert as well. And he his career lasted much longer, I think, than he ever dreamed it would last. <laughs> I mean, truly, I remember yeah. having conversations with him when we were in our 20s, like, Ryan, how long are you going to do this? And I think <laughs> He was like, I don't know, maybe till I'm 30. And then, you know, 30 came and went. And (laughs) then he turned 40 and it was like, he's still kind of doing it. And um, not still kind of, definitely doing it. And still able to make finals and make the podium. And, you know, and then then as the world kind of came to a stopping point during COVID in 2020, that, that, kind of changed things, the trajectory of his career. You know, he had the opportunity to coach the men and women's Olympic freestyle team. Wow. BMX became an Olympic sport and that was huge. And, you know, Ryan was given the opportunity and the honor really to, to take on that position. So so now when you ask me what Ryan does, you know, the first thing I will tell you is he's an Olympic coach for the men and women's freestyle team, but he's, he's also still an athlete. He can hold his own. Um, yeah. And he's, he's, he's a man child. <laughs> he's, he's, he's just, he's a really big kid with, you know, a little bit of that Peter Pan syndrome, but, um, but lots of fun and, you know, really, really good dad and just really good human. So, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So seriously, we are very close to 30 years of competing. That is yeah, really isn't that wild. <laughs> that is so wild. What, how, how old were you and Ryan when you met each other? Like when did you guys first meet? Yeah, we met in 2002. Um, yeah. So I was, when we met, I was 21 and he was 23 we met in Greenville, North Carolina. I was going to school and he was there riding bikes for a living. And and so he was like five years into competing. Did you have any idea who he was, what he was no. doing? No, 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 not at all. Um, so Ryan and I met at a little deli called McAllister's and I was kind of a waitress there. Yep. And he came in with a big group of guys and I started taking everybody's order and 
Greenville, North Carolina at the time was, you know, it's just kind of a small little college town. I mean, to me, Greenville was kind of like in the middle of nowhere <laughs> compared yeah. to where I was from. I, I came from Northern Virginia. So that was, it was just okay. a very different scene. Yep. <laughs> and, uh, and all of a sudden I'm taking these orders and people have accents that aren't Southern. And I'm like, oh my gosh, there's some culture here. We have, you know, I'm talking to a guy from Australia and another kid was from Japan. And I'm like, what are you guys doing here in, you know, in Greenville, North Carolina? And, um, and while I was having these conversations, Ryan and I made eye contact and mm. um, I don't know, something about him made me laugh. And I don't know if it was a nervous laugh, what it was, but I, I couldn't stop laughing. And then finally, when it came time for me to take his order, I had to apologize to him. Like, I don't know what it is about you, why I'm laughing. I'm not sure. And he's like, do we know each other? And I was like, absolutely not. But he had his like LeBray pierced and he like was wearing, you know, like baggy clothes. And he just, he looked like what I would have considered like a skater boy, right? Like yeah. so I, didn't, I didn't really know extreme sports. I mean, mm -hmm. when I was a kid, I played Nintendo and I had this game called California Games. And okay. one of the games was BMX. I know if you like hit the A button a lot, you get lots of points. <laughs> and so I was like, okay, like I'm good at the BMX game, but that, that was it. That was all the knowledge I had. And so I guess I just assumed that he was a skateboarder. Yep. And, and, and kind of a bad boy, too, because I'm like, you know, he's got piercings, like, yep. oh, my goodness. And, um, yeah, so that was it. Like, I had, I had no idea who he was and uh, assumed that he was, you know, like, up to no good, which is the complete opposite <laughs> of who he was. Like, he was ex totally straight edge, um, the nicest guy you could ever meet. And, yeah, I, I definitely learned not to judge a book by its cover. <laughs> I love that. I love that you thought he was a skater because I feel like <laughs> it's almost like that, like punk uh, grunge category where you're like, oh yeah, they all fall into one bucket. You know, it's, it's just everyone's over there. Oh my gosh, exactly, exactly. So yeah. when you and Ryan started dating, what was that introduction into the BMX world kind of like? Um. Well, I guess like. The fir our first date, he <laughs> he invited me to a bonfire, and okay. and again at this point, like I had no idea that he was a BMXer or anything. But mm -hmm. he takes me to this bonfire, and we get there, and it, it was just it was a rowdy crowd. Like yeah. people were jumping into the fire, jumping over <laughs> the fire, shooting things into the fire. And he was like, maybe we should leave. And I'm like, no, let's stay. Like, this is not, you know, this is not the crowd that I'm used to. And eventually, like we went back to his house and he told me that he rode bikes, right? But I assumed yep. like I like to run. So running was my hobby. I assumed like yeah. bike riding was his hobby. And I guess when he said bike riding, I pictured... I don't know, maybe he's like, he likes to take out like a 10 speed bike, right? And just yeah, like, right. Like he's um, a little Lance Armstrong situation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but we pull up to his house and he had this massive ramp in his backyard. And I remember thinking like, man, this guy is really serious about his hobby. <laughs> and and uh, Ryan is extremely humble. So he wasn't at all talking about, you know, his accolades and his mm -hmm. trophies and all of that. It was just, it was a very regular, normal conversation. So we didn't yep. really get into to the BMX stuff too much, um, other than just he likes to ride bikes. 
and yeah. like this massive ramp in his backyard. But when he dropped me off, I was living next to a group of guys who I guess knew who he was and like okay. they were more familiar than I was. And so he dropped me off and then like not even two minutes later, I heard a like knock at my door and I open it and it was like a group of guys and they were like, Allie, did, did Ryan Nyquist just drop you off? And I was like, <laughs> and then here's the best part. I was like, he did. Do you guys like, do you guys have classes with him? Because at this point... <laughs> I still kind of thought he was like an ECU student. Like it, it's yep. it still did not connect. Right. And they're like, no, no, Ali, he's on ESPN like every other day. And I, it just was like, what? Like this guy, what are you talking about? And then uh, a couple months later, he invited me to go to Philadelphia for the 2002 X games. Ooh, that that's when I realized like, oh like this this is a thing and yeah you know just um i remember you know after he competed you know he asked me like take his bike you know for him so he wouldn't get just like just consumed by all these fans and that's why i was yeah. like wow there's you know people really love watching what you do and they're passionate about it and yeah. you you know athletes like you can fill a stadium and that's that was kind of when it was like a oh wow kind of a moment yeah did that make you not reconsider but kind of reframe what you were thinking about in terms of dating him <laughs> well okay so maybe i'm fast forwarding a little bit but this is hilarious okay. right okay right. So, so back then uh, if you were like a friend or a family member of an athlete, when mm -hmm. your athlete was riding, right, they would mic you up and they would put the really? yes. And I'm I'm naturally a kind of a shy person, so this was kind yeah. of a huh, like not my most you know I'm not super comfortable with this, but I wanted to be a good sport. I was like, yeah, right, I don't want to be difficult, so go ahead and mic me up. And uh, so Ryan rides and he, he does great. And the camera's like zooming in on, on me. And I guess I was make, I don't know, I guess I was animated, but the camera, they liked my reactions, right? So I got yeah. a little bit of like airtime, but here's yeah. the funny, but this is what's hilarious is, you know, six months after that, Ryan broke up with me, right? <laughs> so we're here, so we're, you know, so we're, we're apart for a long time yep. and then, the next summer, I'm working at B uh, Buffalo Wild Wings, right? Back then, it was called BW3s. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, they always have all these TVs with, you know, all the sports on. And so X Games was happening. Okay. And I'm wiping down tables. And all of a sudden, they decide to show a recap of the previous year. Well, here I am wiping the table. And then there's me, like, showing, like, Ryan's run from the year before. And, and that was a very, like, that was a crazy moment. I was like, this is wild. So to answer your question, like, no, I just, I thought Ryan was a super nice guy. And I, when you're around Ryan, he never makes anyone in the room feel like they're inferior to him or like he's the superstar in the room. He, he's yeah. very much an average Joe kind of guy, truly. And, um, and so no, I didn't like have reservations about dating him. And also at the time we call it round one, Ryan yeah. was straight edge. <laughs> and so there, he wasn't a crazy partier and, or anything yeah. like that. So like it, it just, it was, 
easy to be myself around him. Um, he just kind of made everyone comfortable. And so I, I wasn't, yeah, I, I didn't really have reservations about dating somebody in that, you know, kind of extreme sports Space. industry. But, yeah. but then we did break up and that's where it got yep. funny is like a year later, I'm still haunted by, you know, yeah. like <laughs> that like 15 seconds of fame that I, that I got, you know, back, back when we were dating. So that was just, just something that was silly. That is we'll so funny. <laughs> how, how did the two of you kind of reconnect for round two? Yeah. So we were apart for three years mm -hmm. and Ryan, you know, when we were together, really like 2002, 2003, he was at the height of his career. I mean, he was really not in a position to be dating somebody seriously. Like yeah. he had just, this was his time to, you know, kind of feel out the world. And, and then I was trying to, I guess, do the same and it just, yeah. the timing wasn't right. But after a few years of some good choices, bad choices, <laughs> I think that we're, we both just saw something in each other that was, that was safe and comfortable. And I think yeah. that it was like, you know, let's, let's give this another shot because nothing really went wrong. Like we, we yeah. weren't, we never fought. It just wasn't, the timing just wasn't in our favor. And I yeah. think we both just had some lessons to learn in life and some growing up to do. And yeah. so when we came back together, it was like, all right, I think, I think we can make this work now. And yeah, here we are 16 years later. <laughs> Seems to be working so far. Yeah, so far, so far, fingers yeah. crossed, right? <laughs> well, so I think, um, I've always thought when you date someone really young for a long time, mm -hmm. it's, it can be really beautiful. Like uh, that teenage emotional high that you can get is really right. powerful. But right. I think being able to take a break and independently find yourselves and grow up a little and navigate oh how do you want to be in the world is so valuable so that if you do come back together, you have your foundation plus your independence. Kind absolutely. Of figured out. Oh, absolutely. And like, especially, you know, I think, you know, dating somebody like Ryan and, and I don't, I imagine that other women in my shoes have kind of felt the same thing. You, you kind of have to be okay with being in their shadow, truly, mm -hmm. you know, and I think that if you haven't had the opportunity to go out and conquer your own goals, whether it's getting your, an education, you know, becoming, uh, for me, it was becoming a teacher, like just... Yeah having your own accolades, right? I think that would be hard because it's always like you're known as so-and-so's girl or so-and-so's wife or, you know, it's like you want to be comfortable with in your own skin, right? And yeah. feel comfortable like, yeah, you might know me forever as Ryan's wife, right? And, and yep. associate me with him, but I'm my own person and yeah. I've actually got this going on over here. Um, and I think, yeah, and I don't think that's something that you can you have when you're 18, 19, 20 years old. You yeah. Know? Yeah. You got you to gotta give yourself a little time to figure it out. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh, for sure. I think like saying living a little bit in the shadow is like totally fair, right? Like one person's career is on ESPN. Mm -hmm. The other person's is <laughs> a little warm person. Yeah. How, how do you think about I don't want to say coming second to his career, but like, mm -hmm. how did you navigate kind of your own self-confidence when Ryan did have a career that spanned yeah. way longer than he expected? And it was kind of, it 
it was the top priority for him a lot of the time. Oh, absolutely. Um, I think that, you know, creating, having my own goals and Ryan was really supportive of me, you know, working to reach those goals. So like, for me, like running marathons, doing triathlons, being being a mom, you know, raising our kids, it just it gives you a purpose. And, mm-hmm. you know, so while Ryan is is busy, you know, doing his thing, you know, I'm chasing my own goals and I'm not so concerned about what he's doing. Right. It's like, OK, yeah. here's here's my purpose. This is what I've got on my plate today. And it's hopefully being the best mom that I can be. And at the same time, like, you know what, I'm going to try to, you know, run a half marathon and I'm going to train for this and I want to cross this finish line. So you kind of have your own, you have your life together, right? But you, you've got to have your own separate life too. That's that's fulfilling. Yeah. And I think kids is a really good example of like a collaborative goal. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Right. How mm-hmm. did you two figure out how to balance your own personal goals outside of, or while also trying to build something together? Yeah. Huh. Well, <laughs> so I think that we, when we got married, you know, we knew that we wanted to one day have a family. Um, yeah. I had some uh, medical things kind of going on that made us it kind of jump-started that. It was like, hey, if you guys want to have kids, you've got to start now. So it's like, here you go, you know? So we we got married and had kids really quick, kind of for medical reasons. And so you're you're just kind of thrown into it. But it was was really fun. Ryan's very much a big kid. So he, I think, really fell into fatherhood naturally, and he – Mm-hmm. enjoyed it very much when the kids were little it was easier to kind of travel with him go to some of you know to some domestic contests we weren't really going yeah. to like international contests but like especially living on the west coast so much was on the west coast so we could yeah. go to the x games and we could go to the mountain dew tours and and his family was right there in northern california so we just we had a great support system, great friends. Yeah. And, um, and I, I just think that having that understanding that, you know, Ryan is working hard. He's in the height of his career at the time. I thought it was going to be more short lived than it was. Right? <laughs> like, I was like, you know, we, we're only going to be doing this for, for a maybe few more years. years. Yeah. <laughs> for five years. I don't think I, I realized that you know, we were going to be doing this for like more than a decade <laughs> that presents its own challenges later. But, but at the time, you know, Ryan jumped right in and he's still a v- very much a hands-on dad. And I think, you know, I honestly, I think he does that better than anything else in his life. Uh-huh. Um, that includes all of BMX. So yeah, that's, that. that's the best accolade you could get. I think um, <laughs> like... yeah, he, he deserves it. Truly, he's a really good oh, guy. Amazing. Okay, so you mentioned the challenge of the never-ending career is what I'll call it. <laughs> because yeah, I, yeah. It seems like coaching is kind of round two for him on this. Mm-hmm, How mm-hmm. going into a marriage, having kids, 
you know, you're like, okay, we can eyeball five, 10 years from now. Yeah. You know, Ryan won't be out on a bike, injury <laughs> risk goes down, travel right. times change. How did you, how did you find yourself like navigating the recommitment to, oh, we're still doing We're this. still in this. <laughs> yeah, we're in it deep. <laughs> yeah, we're in it deep. You know, I, I, I wish, Emily, I could be like, I handled it beautifully. I was the most <laughs> supportive wife. No, 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 not, not always. Um, yeah. You know, I think when the kids got older, right, and they had their own little lives, you know, soccer practices and, mm. and fencing and, you know, everything starts at 5 p.m. And, you know, I'm one person and Ryan's gone. How do I get everybody to where they need to be? Guess what? Yeah. So-and-so has their first play that they're in. And, you know, maybe you're not going to be able to come to Halloween this year or Easter mm -hmm. or you're going to miss so-and-so's birthday. Like, that's when it gets hard. And that's when yeah. resentment truly, like, starts to build a little bit. And, you know, when, let me back up. I remember having a conversation with Ryan, I think it was like in 2008, maybe it was 2010. And there was a rumor that BMX might go into, might be accepted into the Olympics. And I remember okay. him saying like, oh, but it's not until 2012, you know, and 2012 seems so far away, right? And he was like, I don't even know if I'm gonna still have what it takes in 2012 to be on the Olympic team. But then when that became reality and, you know, he, he was really fighting for an Olympic spot as an athlete for yeah. the 2020 Olympics. This is pre-COVID. Um, and it was like, Ryan, you're going to be 41 years old in 2020. But he's like, he's like, but I think I can do it. You know, I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, you know, really? Like, really? You're going to go for this? <laughs> and, um, and I remember he went – I can't remember where the contest was, but he was somewhere and it was televised wherever this contest was. And I was with a bunch of friends and we were watching it and he did well. He did great. He made the podium. I, I don't remember where he was first, second or third, yeah. but he was, he was up there and everybody was like, yes, they were cheering. <laughs> and a good buddy of ours saw my face and I was like, I should be cheering so loud, but I'm like, oh my God, what does this mean? And my, our friend looked at me and was like, Allie, this is never going to end for you. And I was like, no, it's not. It's, you're right. It's, it's never going to end. <laughs> but that is like such a selfish way to feel. It was just like, I just was thinking, how in the world am I going to continue doing this? You know, yeah. like, but on the other side, like, holy moly, like Ryan is, he's so damn talented and it's, it's insane that he's been able to keep up this level of competition and, and just, I mean, it's, it's insane. He's defying the odds, you know, and that's such oh, yeah. a rarity that, you know, then you, then you start kind of beating yourself up. Cause it's like, I, I, how can I not be supportive? You know? And this is, I mean, it, it was heartbreaking for Ryan truly is like 2020 happened or when yeah. COVID happened and, you know, it just, that, um, I, I think that Olympic dream kind of slipped away, you yeah. know, like just opportunities to compete and it, it all just kind of, everything changed. And, yeah. and so our life, his life kind of got put on pause and, you know, for us as a family, 
I think it was a blessing because he now was kind of forced to be home. He got to spend time with us and the kids like all day, every day. He was probably like, please send me out. Please send me back to like a contest somewhere. Like send me to the other side of the world. But I think it was very like healing for us in a way. And then the opportunity for him to be a coach came along and that still keeps him in the industry that he loves and he's poured his heart into. Does he see himself as a coach? I don't know. Sometimes I think he still sees himself more as an athlete because he can hang like he he can hang. But uh, I think that he's just so grateful to be where he is and to have made to made the connections that he's made in his life, you know, since 1997. And I think Ryan just being a solid guy, a nice guy. I mean, it's it's really worked out for him because, you know, he has all of the characteristics you would want in a coach you know yeah um I don't think there's anybody really better for the job so it's you know life is kind of weird I think that travel is hard but just Mm -hmm. knowing that he's doing something that he loves and he's still in the industry I think you know you always hear like happy wife happy life I think happy hubby there's got to yeah. be some kind of thing. Happy hubby, There's happy something. something. It doesn't rhyme, but doesn't yeah. Rhyme, but yeah, yeah. And so during kind of that period, you know, leading up to the pandemic where you're like, dear heavens, my my kids are <laughs> like in the age where I, I've always, um, my siblings and I, my mom, I'm one of four. And my mom talks about when we hit third grade and soccer mm-hmm. turned into travel soccer. And yeah. she's like, yeah. I have four kids with four soccer games at the uh-huh. same time in four different towns. Like, how's this yeah. going to work? Yeah. Who, who did you feel like you could lean on to like ask for help in terms of carpooling or just general around the house, but wow. even more so like who could relate to your experience? Because I have to imagine your friends and your immediate friends <laughs> and family are kind of like, what the hell is Ryan doing? <laughs> What's he doing? <laughs> well, um, you know, fortunately, fortunately, I've met some really awesome people who, mm-hmm. so Wilmington, North Carolina is really close to Camp Lejeune, which is a military base. And okay. there's a kind of like, when you think about military wives, right, mm-hmm. you, there's kind of this unspoken connection, like their husbands are always deployed and they count yeah. on each other. And, and fortunately, like, there are some uh, some wives, um, military wives or military moms, right, on the kids' yep. soccer teams that get it. And, like, there is oh, an wow. awesome, awesome mom named – her name is Kat. And she was, like – she was amazing. She understood yeah. what it was like to have, you know, a husband that was gone all the time. And, and then yeah. there were some moms – who were former UNCW soccer players, mm. right? Division One soccer players? They understand that level of of you know competition and commitment to a sport, and so yeah. like they're like Allie, you know, what can I do to help? And then there's just some just really sweet people that are like, hey, can can we take Jameson to Charlotte this weekend? Um, we're happy to, you know. And so yeah. you just you find your people and I've been so lucky to have found just a really 
great tribe here in, in Wilmington that have, they've, I rarely have to ask, you know, if, if anything, they, they come to me and say, Allie, what can, what can we do to help? And that's just amazing. Yeah, that's, that's really lucky. I feel like, you know, not, the, not the, everyone finds that. No, because, you know, my, my family, like they're five and a half hours away. So like yeah. when, you know, when Ryan's gone for long periods of time and, and I need help, like, I've been so fortunate where they can make that five and a half hour, five and a half hour trip down and they can stay for, you know, 10 days, but Ryan's family's still in California, you know? And, uh, so we've just, we, we've met some really good people and, uh, I just hope they know that, you know, we'd always return the favor. Yeah. So it's good people. That's incredible. And, and so with Ryan kind of having this career, of just being on a bike all the time. Mm -hmm. Have you found that the people in your community who like biking are always (laughs) kind of coming up and saying hi and, you know, trying to get their kids to hang out with you? Like, is there kind of that, that vibe around knowing Um, that you're married to Ryan Nyquist? (laughs) Like I would say more so in California, I think, Mm -hmm. um, Ryan's, you know, he, he's, he's so grateful. Like, you know, when people recognize him or like, you know, they, (laughs) we, we just went to a a Halloween party uh, a couple months ago and, you know, everyone's in masks, right? So you're, you're hanging out with people and you're, you're talking and nobody knows who you really are. And like when Ryan like unveiled himself, <laughs> the guy that he was talking to just about lost his mind. And he was like, Oh my God, I like, I used to play you on this video game. And he was like, I can't believe I was just talking to Ryan Nikos for the last 45 minutes, you know? Um, and so like, and I think that still makes Ryan smile for sure. Yeah. Like, we have um, massive ramps in our backyard, like huge ramps that can be seen from like the adjacent neighborhood. And I think, oh, wow. you know, it's, it's, it's like, it's interesting, you know, it's, that's not something you see every day in, you know, every yeah. backyard. And so I think, you know, it's drawn attention. So kids will come over and they'll, yep. they'll ask to like, you know, Ryan, can you do a backflip? And, you know, and if Ryan, and Ryan always says, he, he's like, hey, if I'm out here, you're always welcome to watch. Just like, yep. you know, but but don't don't ride the ramps if you don't see any adults because, you know, I don't, I don't want you getting hurt and not nobody yeah. knows that you're here. Um, but, you know, Ryan's like gone to schools and has done, you know, bicycle safety shows oh, nice. and he's yeah he he does what he can he does what he can to kind of give back to the community but you know yeah. it's cool to you know to get a group of kids together and be like hey you guys want you know want Ryan to jump over you and you know it's, yeah. it's fun or hey like you know even if you're not into BMX like you know put on these elbow pads and knee pads and I'll show you how to like to slide down the 10 foot vert wall or, you know, whatever it is, it's just fun. Yeah. Or come jump in the foam pit. Have you ever been on the ramps in your backyard? Me? I've, I've (laughs) not on a bike. I've, I've like challenged myself to try to run up and like pull myself up to the top. But no, I've only in our time together, I've only padded up one time. And this is when he, this is when he owned a, I guess a warehouse called the unit back in the day that was like an indoor skate park 
and I, oh, I kind of took one little lap and I think I like slid out and that was, that was the end. That's, yeah, that's more that than was, enough. That was, you know? yeah, that was, that was my extreme moment. <laughs> so I feel like you can end up marrying someone in an extreme sports and have no interest in doing mm-hmm. any of it yourself. Right. When it comes to having kids, how did you talk to Ryan being like, listen, I know there's no way out of this, but mm-hmm. I want to be very thoughtful about how we get them into it, both on the injury and responsibility side, but also the, you should not be competing with your father. <laughs> right. Well, so Ron, <laughs> we, to this day, we, we still, we still go back and forth with like his comfort level is very different yeah. from my comfort level. Um, we have three boys together, okay. uh, ages 15, 12 and, and eight. Yeah, it it is. And and each boy, they're so different, like all so different. Our 15-year-old has zero interest in BMX. He's like our, he likes to, he likes fencing. He likes to play chess. He likes rock climbing. Oh, cool. Um, So he he has no interest in, in riding a bike the way that Ryan does. Our middle guy, Jameson, um, he also goes by Jamo. Jamo. Jamo and Ryan are a lot alike. Jameson has a natural interest in BMX and all things extreme. And Ryan was very careful, though, with all, all of our boys, but not to not to push it. And I think because our yeah. oldest had no interest, it was kind of yeah. like, okay, well, if I don't have to spend the rest of my life at a skate park, that's fine with me, you know. But our, our middle guy loves it, and he's just – he's so excited to go to Camp Woodward um, now that he's old enough to, and you know, Ryan doesn't even see him like when he goes, he's off doing his own thing and having the best time. And so I think it's been really fun for Ryan to see Jameson, like just develop his own passion for the sport. And, you know, I think that if Jameson one day chooses on his own to compete and maybe try to be a professional, Ryan will be there supporting him the whole way. But yeah. Jameson also plays soccer and it, and loves that sport as well. So, you know, if he if he goes that direction, um, I think as long as our boys, I think we agree that as long as our boys are passionate about something, yeah. doesn't matter what it is, like we want to just be there cheering them on, you know? Totally. And then and then our youngest is all about soccer. Yeah, he just oh, he just fun. wants to play soccer all the time. But but when it comes to like our safety, I don't know what what like threshold. I'll, yes. I'll, let me leave you with with this story, and I, I just I just still cannot believe this. So Jameson, right, the little BMXer, he was four, and this kid has like bright red hair, right, okay. and um. And I'm sitting, I'm sitting in the doctor's office with my oldest and I get this text message from Ryan and it's like a picture of a tree and he just says, zoom in. So I'm like, all right. So I zoom in and I see this little shock of red, 40 feet, 40 feet, oh Emily, 40 feet in a tree. And oh Jameson's four. And I reply back, you, this, your camera, like your phone better be on a tripod and you better be up in that tree with him. And he's like, no, he's fine. He climbed all the way up there. And and I swear to God, he's like, if he falls, don't worry. The branches will break his fall. He won't just like fall 40 feet to the ground. Like the branches will break his fall. And I was, I mean, 
I was fuming like that. That and that, oh, is yeah. a true, that is a true story. And that just like, you know, there's, there's our parenting styles. Like, yeah. <laughs> four years old, 40 feet, literally 40 feet in a tree. And, um, oh my gosh. Yeah. So there's those, those, there are those moments that I'm like, are you, are you kidding me right now? <laughs> are you kidding me? Have you really but, thought this through? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Allie, don't worry. The branches will break his fall. He won't free fall to the yeah, ground. No, no, no. He'll be slowed <laughs> down by, He'll be slowed by down injury. By, yeah. By injury. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, there's oh. those moments, those moments. How do the two of you figure out like the middle ground, right? Because I think, um, <laughs> right, like it's it's a constant compromise, it's constant push and pull. But when children are kind of added in the mix, yeah. it's like, all right, we got we got to figure out the plan. Yeah, I think I think my my <laughs> reaction to that, Ryan figured it out real quick. Not again. <laughs> um, no, but I I mean it's it's you know sometimes sometimes. I have to just like turn a blind eye, you know, it's just mm-hmm. like, okay, I, I trust you, you know, like what our kid is capable of, like, yeah. all right, you know, it, just, if he's going to do a backflip, please just make sure he has his helmet on and he's all padded yeah. up and, you know, it, and accidents happen, I get it, we can't, you know, yeah. they can't live in a bubble, but it's just like, you know, huh, I just, I just trust you to make the best decision. And, and I think, you know, sometimes like he'll, you know, kind of roll his eyes when I give him a hard time about like, really, Ryan, like, do they really need to be riding this e-bike? You know, I don't care that they're going 25 feet to our neighbor's house. Like they have to wear a helmet, you know, and we'll make them put a helmet on, but it's just some, some of those little things, you know, are, we have, yeah, like we, we have this, uh, Bobcat, it's kind of like a gator. It's like a sports utility vehicle thing. And okay. we have a like a path through the woods that will go, like basically runs from our house to the local elementary school. And it was oh, the last day of nice. school and Finn, our youngest, wanted to sit in the back of it. And Ryan's like all ready to go. And I'm like, he's not going anywhere without a helmet on. And Ryan's <laughs> like, are you serious? I'm like, yes. All it takes is you, like one route. You hit one route and he goes, out of that, you know, vehicle. And, you know, it's like, it, it's just, we're just different. I was raised, I was raised by parents who like held my hand crossing the street until I was like 18. You know, it's just different. It's so different. (laughs) It's so different. And so from what I'm hearing, you have been kind of like the pillar at home, which is a very fun role with three boys particularly. (laughs) And then the pandemic kind of really changed what that dynamic at home looked like. Yeah. What was it like having Ryan step into your domain? Not saying the house wasn't his, but like you've been running the household. How did you navigate that? So pre-pandemic, it was honestly harder because like Mm. I, I would, I would have Ryan and I, we're, we're so opposite. Like we're definitely the epitome of like opposites attract, right? So like the way I do things is, is not the way he'll do things, but we'll end up at the same destination. Right. But like, he'll come in after being gone for 10 days and be like, really? Like, this is the way you're doing it and try to step in. And I'm like, oh no, no, no. Like we got this, like we'll have the same end result. But when he was home for a while, then like, honestly, I would step back and it's like, okay, 
like if you feel passionate about, you know, the way the laundry is going to be done, like, cool. It's, it's, it's hands off. It's let's just do it. You can do the laundry. You can do the laundry. You can fold the laundry this way. It's, it's, it's fine. So it's just, it's, it's just me having to relinquish control. And, yeah. and I, um, I think some of my weaknesses definitely fall under like the organization umbrella. And so honestly, like that, those are his strengths. And so, yeah. you know, it's just like me being like, all right, he probably has a better way to do this. Just, just let him, let him mm. do it. Um, Interesting. Yeah. So, so it was, it was easier, you know, when, 2020 happened because it was just like, all right, you're going to take over these things and I'll, you know, you load the dishwasher, right? Because we fight over like, you can load the dishwasher better. Like mine, it's like a, I mean, I'm just shoving stuff in, right? There's no rhyme or reason. His is like very neat and orderly. And so it's like, all right, you load the dishwasher. I will put everything away. Now, yeah. like when you open the drawer and like all the Tupperware falls out, you know, you you <laughs> delegated this task to me. I'm putting things away. So you can't say anything <laughs> about what happens when you open the cabinet. <laughs> but um, oh, yeah, we just- That's we just, funny. I, I think we just tried to like divide and conquer the best we yeah. can. Yeah. That is really funny. I love that like- his strength is organization. Do you feel mm-hmm. like, and this is, you know, it's very specifically about Ryan, but do you feel like that organization and like kind of ability to compartmentalize is what probably helped him oh. have such a long lasting impressive Absolutely. career? Absolutely. Ryan to me operates really well in extremes. I've, I've never in my life met anyone like Ryan. So he can be like, extremely silly i mean we're like man child like i mean truly truly man child we're talking like fart fridays and just like (laughs) i mean at home like right now it's it's the holiday time right and so so he's kind of side-eyeing me because he'll be like you're like bah humbug like ryan's the one that's super excited to like decorate everything he's like doing the elf on the shelf like he he lives for this right he's he's such a little boy yeah but in the next breath he can be on the opposite side of the spectrum laser focused Mm -hmm. right and i can tell like if he's in that mood you know i'm i'm gonna stay not that he's mean or anything but like he's so focused like i'm just gonna let him be and that's when he gets everything done. It's like when he's planning runs for his athletes. Like he takes coaching so seriously. Like honestly, any project that Ryan has on his plate, he takes it to the extreme degree. And it, it, it's amazing, really. Like I think that's absolutely what has – one of the things that's led to his success is yeah, I've never in my life known – a harder working person or, or a more intense person when he's in that mindset. <laughs> when we first met, I remember like looking in his closet. This is so funny. And I opened his closet and his clothes were like color coordinated. Like at the time, oh. he was, like he was sponsored by this company called Split at the time. So we, and they had all these like, like really bright colored shirts, right? That he had to wear. Yep. And so he had like all his, it was like a rainbow, like red, orange. I mean, everything was like perfect. 
And then I came into his life and it just like, (laughs) it was just like somebody just threw up this bag of Skittles. But you know what? Like, I think that when we got together at the time, Ryan needed somebody to kind of pull, like, like push his head into the roses, right? Like, and then I needed somebody to kind of pull my head out of the roses a little bit. And that's kind of how we've, we've operated for a long time. And then as we've gotten older, now we, we own a business together. And so now I'm starting to kind of like have to be a little bit more organized and serious. And, you know, so now it's like the roles reverse a little bit. He's kind of like, Hey, like, you know, step step out of that rose bush, or actually step into the rose bush, and yes. you know, it's it's yeah. interesting. But yeah, Ryan operates in extremes. It's uh, extreme silly, or extremely focused. Not much in between. <laughs> Those are two pretty good options, though. At the end, of yeah, the day. oh, for for sure, for sure. Laughter's you know guaranteed. Can survive most things as long as you're laughing your way through it. That's one hundred percent. One hundred percent. 100%. Okay. So I was going to ask you about, cause you and Ryan joined up to open up a gym we did, and I did yeah. a little sleuth thing. It's actually, I, I think it's quite interesting. It's like got a really nice spread of like spin, Pilates bar, strength, yeah. TRX, all that uh-huh. good stuff. Uh-huh. How did the two of you decide to join passions where it seems like the two of you have a really heavy overlap on the fitness and active lifestyle piece. How did you decide, let's go in and try and make something of this together? And how did you decide we should start a business together and then figure out (laughs) what the roles and responsibilities were going to (laughs) be? Yeah. So um, our business is called Amplify and it's Ride, Live, Flow. So all it encompasses all those things you mentioned. I think we both are passionate about, you know, living an active lifestyle. Ryan, Mm -hmm pre-amplify wasn't necessarily necessarily a gym guy you know Mm -hmm. he would ride skate parks for hours and hours but i think that he saw my passion for for fitness and thought like oh this could be like kind of a, a a cool venture for us like his once his bmx career kind of started transitioning into something different like being you know, going from being an athlete to a coach or, you know, it just seemed like, oh, this is going to be kind of the next thing. Right. And, and he trusted that, that I was passionate enough to kind of get it up off the ground and get, and get it going. And he would be more like a silent partner, just very, um, just very supportive. He's kind of like the maintenance guy like the the handyman um when anything breaks you know he's right there to fix it but he's also you know he he's also certified to to teach cycles so like sometimes he'll hop on a bike and and he'll bring a lot of fun energy to a class but but really he just enjoys taking classes he enjoys being the hype man, you know, like yeah. if you're ever in a class with Ryan, he's not quiet. Um, and so, <laughs> so he's, he's entertaining. And I think he likes being, you know, just silly. He, he loves yeah. to be silly, you know? And so he's, he's just been extremely supportive of my, of my dream. And then, you know, when COVID happened, that was, that was really, really hard because being a service industry, just like restaurants yeah. and bars, and, you know, the fitness industry, 
because you're breathing all over each other. You're sweating together. You're in close quarters in a small room. You know, it was kind of like, oh man, this is, this is hard. So we had to completely change our business model. Mm. We had to start doing online classes. You know, Ryan is great with technology. Obviously, Emily, I'm not (laughs) good with technology. It took us like 30 minutes to figure this out because of me, but like he totally, you know, dove. So he dove right in. He learned everything he could and like turned on that laser focus part of his personality and then figured out how to like turn us into an online studio for those who, you know, didn't want to come in. So like, he was amazing when it came to that. And then we had to haul equipment out every day oh like into a parking lot. And we had to set up a tent that got blown over three times. And, you yeah. know, like he, he was, I mean, truly like a, he was a pillar. He, you know, I think all the trials and tribulations that broke so many people and could have broken him, like you know, he, it, it, it didn't, you know, it didn't, yeah. we, we fell down and we kept getting back up. And I think about that, like, you know, BMX taught him that, you know, he's taken some yeah. gnarly crashes and you just, you, you get back up, you dust yourself off and you keep going. And he definitely has that mentality where, you know, quitting isn't really an option. You know, you, yeah. you, you just, if, if you've got the passion and you've got the drive until someone literally pulls you away from it, you know, you got to keep going. And that is absolutely rubbed off on me, you know, and, and that's, I'm just so grateful that he whew, stuck, stuck by me. And we, you know, barely made it through COVID. Like that was, that was hard. And we're still honestly trying to, to regrow to where we were pre. Um, yeah. But man, yeah. So he, he's been the silent partner, but a strong partner for sure. Tell me if I'm understanding this correctly. It sounds like you were probably the big driver of like, I want to start this gym. Absolutely. Yeah. That was, okay. th- that wasn't really Ryan. That, <laughs> that, yeah. was, that was, that was me with a crazy idea. And um... no, I, I love it. I mean, I will say I did take a few spin classes during the pandemic and I was like, you know what? I got to wait until, uh, I don't have to wear a mask on the bike anymore. Oh my God. I'm really suffocating. Oh no, that's, that- I mean, oh my goodness. That was, that was so hard. That was so So hard. hard. So hard. Oh my goodness. How did you, how did you kind of bring up to Ryan? Like, Hey, I know you're still competing. Your career is still ongoing, but like I've found my next big thing. I want to do it, but it's going to require help from you as well. How did you kind of feel confident enough to say like, no, we should go for this. Um, you know, I don't, I don't know. I don't know that I was confident. I think I might have been just crazy. Uh, <laughs> like truly. So our life together in California. So that would have been like 2008 until 2017. Fitness was a big part of it. So I was yeah. a run coach for a long time. I okay. was, I taught PE for a little um, while. I just, took a lot of classes and I, it was just very much a part of my everyday life. And I just would often share like, Hey, gosh, I, one day I would love to open my own place. And, you know, if we could, it would offer this, this, and this. And I think, I think he just believed in it. And when we decided to move from the West coast to the East coast, 
it was like, well, you know, let's let's just go for it. Let's maybe let's just be crazy together. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> I don't know. And I'm I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful that he stood by me. You know, I don't think either one of us, nobody could have predicted COVID and the hardship no. that that would, that would, you know, cause. And, yeah. and that, that's been very, very difficult, but I'm just, uh, you know, I'm just thankful that he saw it as a path that, you know, we could travel down and hopefully that would be something where when he was done with BMX, that would, that would kind of, be our next step together yeah and kind of helps ease the transition yeah totally and and it's been such an awesome way to get to know people in Wilmington and Mm -hmm. we've we've developed a really strong community that he I think is happy and to be a part of and it's a different community than the BMX community you know and and Ryan, Ryan is fortunate enough where he's still connected with his best friends from the BMX world. A lot of them who he met in in North Carolina, you know, they have these memories of being together in Greenville and several of the guys that he knew very well in Greenville happened to move to the Wilmington area. So he still gets to see these guys. Yeah. So there's, there's that. And then there's like a new community of friends that he really enjoys. So I think it's been, I think Amplify has been really well well received in in yeah. Wilmington, and yeah, and I, I think that he sees just the value in in having a place that people can come to just yeah. be together. And I think the sweat session is secondary. I think it's the the community that's that is the most special thing about our studio for sure. Oh my gosh, that's. <laughs> That's awesome. And it's also, it's very fun to hear one, knowing how long Ryan's career is, knowing that like, it's been a lot of fun and challenging for you, but like (laughs) at the end of the day, it has shaken out into this really cool partnership between the two of you, both pursuing your own dreams together with three really fascinating and fun kids. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, definitely. Definitely. I'm, I'm just, I'm grateful and I am really grateful. And it's, it's incredible to have our boys, you know, being able to witness both their parents kind of following their dreams and their passions, you know, and there's definitely been trials and tribulations and, and challenges. But like, I hope that all three of our kids, if, if one day, if they're like, you know what, I love this, whatever it is. I'm going to go after it. I don't want them to be afraid of trying to do the impossible, you know, being like, not speaking for myself, but for Ryan, like truly being like in that 1%, less than 1% who, I mean, makes it, you know? Yeah. And so many parents would say to their kids, you absolutely have to go to college. There's no way Mm -hmm. you can be a professional BMXer or skateboarder or whatever, like fencer or whatever it is. Yeah, oh, fencer. And (laughs) you know, I I think that Ryan would sit our boys down and be like, you know what? And I think his father actually sat him down and said, "Listen, if you're not going to go to college, that's fine with me. But whatever you do, you give it 150 percent." And Ryan made a promise to his dad that he would the day he dropped out of Cal Poly and in uh, San Luis Obispo. 
and he made good on his promise, you know? So as oh, long as I love that. Yeah, he, he did. He really did. And I hope that our boys know that we will stand behind them. Yeah. And they have the courage to you know, maybe take the less traveled path. <laughs> yeah. That is beautiful. And I see we're kind of at time. So I'm going to let us close on that statement. I want to make one quick plug for Amplify. Oh, thank you. Great, Jim. <laughs> I feel like if anyone's in the Wilmington area, it's definitely worth checking out. It feels like there's got to be a lot of good energy flowing through there. So I'm a sucker for a fun workout class. <laughs> if I'm in the area, I will definitely be swinging by. <laughs> oh, our doors are always open, and I promise I won't make you wear a mask anymore. <laughs> Hopefully, it'll be a much better cycle experience oh, for you. <laughs> amazing. Well, thank you so much, Allie. I am going to close out our recording here. All righty. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, I'd love it if you would share it with friends and family and anyone else you know who might enjoy it. To help me continue to get better at this and get some more awesome guests, rating and reviewing this podcast wherever you're listening is hugely helpful. If you have thoughts, reasonable feedback, and or guest recommendations, you can contact me via email at hello at emilyheron.com. That's hello at E-M-I-L-Y-H-E-R-R-O-N dot com. See you next week.